0: Hello and welcome to the Mystic Cast where you join Jack Stafford and Deborah Littleboy members of the Aetherius Society the cosmic religion for the Aquarian Age as we break down the barriers between religion science metaphysics philosophy and mysticism all of which are only aspects of the self same quest for truth please note this is an independent program not produced or fact checked by the Aetherius Society today our guest is James Powell hello James well
1: hello Jack And Deborah, both of you, nice to meet you, and I'm so happy to to be on your show with you. Where are you in the world today? Uh, I'm uh, speaking to you from Uban Ratchatani, Thailand, in fact, uh, where I work at the local university, uh, and I work online for University of Wisconsin teaching religion, uh, or worldviews is the term I prefer, because the word religion turns off the young folks, so... But worldview does not. Uh, and so, you know, you try as an instructor to, to reach them in the best, uh, most amenable methods and terms. Mm.
0: Well, that's yes, what you're all about, is the bridging the divides. Maybe you could kick us off, introduce yourself a little bit and about your, your worldview instead of religion.
1: Well, yeah, uh, my, I was raised uh, by an existentialist, very liberal Protestant minister. And But in the Midwest, in Indiana, surrounded by Baptists who told me that my father and I were going to go to hell, and not only us, but all the Chinese and Indians who ever lived. And <laughs> I had to think, how terrible could these other people be? I've got to know more. Uh, and so I started my digging. Thank goodness uh, I had the Wikipedia of my era, which was the Encyclopedia Britannica and uh, I could stun even my own biased father with the Arab empire. Uh, They didn't have an empire, he said, but thanks to the uh, encyclopedias, I could learn not only about them, but Soviet atheism. I had to know more about them, but especially the Buddhists who didn't believe in God or a soul. Uh, And then that got me on my journey and then my, my BA and master's, or my master's degree were in Christianity, Christian theology. Um, and then my BA was in Buddhist religion, Buddhist studies. And I got a PhD with a Tibetan advisor, uh, again, in Buddhist studies. So my, my BA was with a Japanese advisor. So between those two, and then Christian degree in your own country, Cambridge, where I got really the class, very conservative. Anglican view of the world. Um, mixing it all up, you know, I found my own path. I find when you ask me specifically what's my inner worldview, I really incline to, we call it pure land Buddhism, but actually happiness Buddhism is the more accurate translation. And it's not unlike the perennial philosophy or what I understand, the theory of society and many Hindu traditions want to do, which is to attain gnosis or deeper awakening as opposed to, you know, salvation in a group heaven kind of thing. Um, So that leads me to that. But then as an instructor, I'm just more in the world of maps. Um, I'm not enlightened. I'm a terrible meditator. I, I like to contemplate, but I'm really just here to sort out the maps for students so Columbus and, and George King other heroes, you know, uh, Krishna great heroes were like Columbus, but I'm more like Amerigo Vespucci back in Italy drawing up what best picture he can,
0: you know, for
1: other people.
0: That's very modest um, of you, yeah. I mean, well, you must live it's the truth. Yeah. <laughs> well, we we stand on the shoulders of giants, don't we?
1: yes yes
0: that yeah. so must have been very interesting to find the Ethereum society because i don't think many people have really studied it from an outside perspective i could be wrong but in that in what its worldview is and what how it's and what it stands for and i mean it's service to others but it's also it's also seeking enlightenment through cosmic consciousness ascension interplanetary existence it's also it's um so yeah, comparing it to existing worldviews, I mean, uh, where do you think it fits into, the, uh, into your map?
1: Well, you know, for example, on the issue of aliens, uh, or, or angels, or bodhisattvas, uh, at a certain point in my life, though I'm always intrigued by aliens, science fiction, uh, and I, I think there are the ships here and all that, but the point is, they're all higher consciousnesses, and I do believe those exist. Um, All based on belief, though, not knowledge in my case, like I haven't attained gnosis, uh, but I believe these states exist and I get higher and higher. I think we've all grown to enough to see that there are stages of awareness. So just to keep going up the steps is my path, uh, you know, as opposed to a sudden or Zen enlightenment, um, uh, very gradual um, I don't know, Is that getting at,
0: at what you're saying. Um, what was I asking, Deborah?
2: Well, what I'm hearing is that uh, we're taught in the society that all the masters have given us that the karma yoga is the yoga of today. And basically, it's roll up your sleeves, do the work, and just keep serving others Grow a little bit you'll grow yourself as you serve and your and your um transmute your negative energies as you serve with a good and open heart. Um but it's not a case of go and lock yourself in a cave and get enlightenment and then disappear off happily ever after. No, 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 no. We'd be told that's an idiot's not view, or foolish this. foolish. What we what we have we're all in it together. The world's in a mess we got it in a mess it's up to us to sort it out together and no more squabbling in the sandpit and that's i, I don't i don't think that i'm going to be um employed by the ethereal society for their speaker <laughs> but that's my that's my understanding of it in in Deborah's talk like like the mother teresa she said if we all just help the person that stood in front of you we wouldn't have any problems and i'm a simple woman and that makes that makes perfect sense to me you just gotta be kind think and that's, at,
1: that's at the heart of all of them isn't it um mm. really uh, so you know you talk about the heart i remember now too jack where i was going uh with bodhisattvas and angels or you know buddhas in this case the immeasurable light buddha is that a real being you know like jehovah is thought to be Well, not exactly. was once allegedly human and evolved up in stages and carves out a place where other consciousnesses can go after this life. Um, But the point, as Dr. Yamada, my advisor, stressed again and again, is the Pure Land is something you make here by, by glimpsing it, you know, through devotion and awareness and meditation, kindness, just like Deborah said. Then you see immeasurable light awakening right here, which that is the point, isn't it? Uh, it's not pie in the sky when you die, which, you know, among the many maps, I like to outline that for students. Some students want that for their own path, and then they maybe need that, uh, as Freud said, as a dependency to kind of speak negatively about it. Uh, but for me, I don't need that. But I, what I, Love is what Deborah said and what the Aetherius Society, as I understand it, seeks to aim, you know, to cultivate too. you know, just the, the love and light,
0: right? Yeah. yeah, really what I got from the Aetherius Society was the myth and also from metaphysical, because it's, it's based on yoga, ancient yoga. Tr- um, Dr. King was in yoga in uh, England for 10 years in the 1950s, you know, advanced pranayama, mantra. You know, eight, ten hours a day. So he really. So it's what you're saying. You know, there's levels of consciousness in on this realm. You go around a city, you see people of different consciousness, don't you? So you see some people struggling to keep their shit together, and some people who are just pinging. You know. So, but then it all. This book, The Nine Freedoms, kind of explains like you were talking about bodhisattvas and angels and. So when we, when we die, it's in, in the other religions, but I think it's more coded that you know when you die, you go to another realm, which is right here, but just a different frequency. Um, and then you go there for a time, then you come back here, then you go there. So it's the life between lives in the reincarnation. And, and if you believe in reincarnation, you, you've got to believe that it has a you know, beginning and an end. And I like to think is a an evolution. So you're going from somewhere to somewhere and it kind of explains what happens when you raise Kundalini. And you become a, you know, enlightenment, cosmic consciousness, and then a Buddha. <clears throat> you don't have to go into this unconscious reincarnatory cycle, but you can choose to leave this classroom and incarnate on other worlds. So you become, so the aliens are just at a different frequency. If you go to Mars and Venus, they're at a different frequency. So there's nobody, we wouldn't see anyone now. But if we were a higher consciousness, they would all be fully populated. So that kind of like, these veil, you know, the aliens and kind of the ghosts are just a different frequencies. Kind of makes a lot of sense to me when it was explained to me in uh, this kind of Jack basic language.
1: I I like that language. Uh, in Thailand, the belief in ghosts is prevalent uh, to the point where my wife will haunt the born and everyone does. Most people passing the cemetery, so the ghosts you don't drive through a ghost mm-hmm. and. You know, just through osmosis, while my father was this ultra-rationalist, I've started to sort of believe in ghosts, too. Uh, And why not? Because, as you say, there are so many mysteries in the universe. This was also the the happiness Buddhism. You traverse those realms. It's such an ancient Indian view. I think my big dilemma, frankly, uh, this late in life, is is no yeah, get it out really But yeah. Yeah. what is assessing the tradition of jehovah relative to the traditions of buddha if you will or the jains or the indians you know the the idea of the god out there who's unnatural appears in words but not nature compared to what we're talking about an imminent world you know these are like two halves of the planet and what for me is why are there these kind of two basic breakdowns? You know, we can break it down millions of ways, but the idea of just the, the general of the universe idea versus the idea that the universe of light and life is, pervades everything and we're part of it. Like Taoism is such a, a counter model to the, you know, the Protestant views I was raised with of a, a somewhat angry God who. But it's it's so prevalent, must be relevant, is kind of what I'm getting at.
0: Mm. And it must well,
1: be real in a way, even if it doesn't correspond to what I believe.
0: Well, the I think the explanation, Deborah, I have to correct me if I'm wrong, but in the, the Aetherist Society, there is everything is God. So we are the God, you know, did the Big Bang, manifested everything. It is, it is everything. This Mike, you, me, we're all aspects of, we are all divine sparks. And then there are people who are the Jehovah is the sun, which is evolving back to God. And eventually we evolve to form planets. Consciousness accumulates. We the sun will eventually become a galaxy, which is a living being. It will amalgamate with other suns in a, in a it's this going back to God. So the Buddhas are God to us, Jesus is a god to us, because they're interplanetary beings, but they're gods, they're higher up. So there's you know, there are the divas. So there's all these beings evolving back to God, but so that so that incorporates. Does that answer your question? The multi faith. Uh, see how there can be one God and many gods at the same time. No, I I agree with
1: that too. But it's to my mind more the Indic view than this other view, which is exclusivist but dominates. I mean the numbers of the planet who believe, you know, in the more militaristic God picture of the universe. I mean, God as a
0: person, you mean like God as a being, a man?
1: Yeah, my, my Southern Baptist friend I mentioned at the beginning, like there mm. are so many, and I don't want to write them off as lower level vibrations than me or you guys, because, you know, we agree. But I'm trying to account for why there is this polarity among humans, because Jesus or Martin, you know, uh, Martin Luther King, uh, these are great figures, and yet their their belief was in this otherworldly
0: being. Right. Do you know, what it could have been
2: got, can I can I just jump in? Yes. To, um, from a from a personal point of view, because it's always gonna come down that's the that's the only point of view I can really honestly give. When I found this society, there is one one of the the main books is a is a book called The Twelve Blessings. And it was given through Dr. King, by the master Jesus. And it's a progressive, it's, it's a practical, we send out energy, we get back energy. And it's a progressive thing. So blessed are they that work for peace. Um, and then and then, we, and then we move up from that. Blessed are the wise ones. Blessed are they who love. Blessed are the planetary ones. And we, and we work up. So, so it's a progressive thing. We send out energy and we're told where we send the energy to the energy will come back through the same through through the through the same passageway to us, if you like, and then that that brings us up just a little bit because we're going to a higher frequency than we are currently. So this 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 join you know, have some of my dirty stuff, and they go thanks very much. here's some nice clean stuff, and then we all we all raise up. So I loved that, but the the point I'm trying to make is that on some of the prayers when we get to the tenth blessing which is blessed is the great being known as the galaxy the prayer to that is almighty oh, jehovah so we so jesus has told us when we get to the galactic level we pray to jehovah so 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 jehovah is is suddenly is not this one thing it's it's this collection that has brought us up Greater than the galaxy, and we get to. We're then going to Jehovah. Hey Jehovah, says 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 us through the galaxy. Here's our stuff, what we've got for us, and then it all comes back again. And because as a young child going to school and reading the Bible, I thought that Jehovah was like rubbish. Honestly, who wants to? We would did. I read I read Genesis and got to to 2.4, sorry, um, chapter 2, verse 4, and I thought, that's where Jehovah came in, and we were doing all right until he turned up, thanks very much. So this this is my childish thing, and I held that prejudice against Jehovah. Like, we were all doing okay, and then he showed up and made a right mess of it all, right? Carried a- it from adulthood, carried this. And then I found the society and was got and loved these prayers, just loved, and it felt right and it was good. And I I was on the right path. And then I got to that prayer. Uh oh. I've gone, we've gone right up to like 10 of 12, and then I'm praying to this guy that mucked it all up. It really I had to dissolve so much, James. But what it did for me, it took that that side which you're describing as like that limited side to the expressive openness side, and and made that um made that connection. And I managed to knit it together.
0: You're illuminated, as you say it.
2: Uh, and I think I need to do something probably. With, <laughs> <laughs> Brahma's coming through my window, so I think I probably need to go and put some shades on that. But but for me, that was um that was so incredible. And when I'd actually when I'd actually dissected it, put it all back together, like if you like re-knitted the jumper, actually unwind the whole jumper and re-knit it, and now I've got no problem at all. It's there's no conflict in me. And so if the teaching gave me one thing and it's given me many things, that has to be that has to be the the vocal point to me, that that pinnacle point of being able to to put everything into that oneness. Um and and Dr. King and Master Jesus, I am so grateful. And I know that even saying that is a good thing because somebody that's higher than me has given me better stuff back. <laughs> I mean, how wonderful yeah. is that?
1: That was a, really I'll beautiful.
2: See oh,
1: uh, very beautifully you put. Carry
2: on talking to Jack.
1: <laughs> sure. Very beautifully put, I thought, Deborah. And um, a, a wonderful mystical reading of Jehovah. Uh, and I suppose that's how I look at it, too. You know, he is Jehovah is sort of the archetypal ego in, incarnate, but he's not incarnate because he's literally, I am he. Where I am, you know, which, and, and of course, for me, the Buddha is this weird photo negative of that whole tradition where I am not, and we are, we have no self or soul. Uh, we're just a flux of consciousness. And so the two, you know, um, they, in fact, I call China the, it's called the land of three religions, because you can be all three at once, Taoist, Buddhist, or, or Confucian, and most are. Uh, or the, I call them the invisible religions, because you don't see them, but they're really omnipresent the in China. It's just built in. But with the three Abrahamics, you they have strong identities. You know They're firm and tough, and we've just seen it this week, but we've seen it through all of history, the wars they fight. And that's why, while I agree with you all, we're kind of taking the Indic side with yoga and, you know, Hinduism, all the beautiful things that really helped me as well, Deborah, to uninterpret and unpack Jehovah and the other things. Uh, It helped me interpret it. But then I, as an instructor of religion, mostly having had conservative Christians, students when I started, now I have atheists. And the atheists all hate religion because they interpret it all like Jehovah. And so, but what, you know, for me, it'll be a mystery to the end. What accounts for the world being divided in this weird way? But I'm definitely on your side of the Jehovah question.
0: Well, let me try and tip in with a better answer because I've been stewing here because I got it wrong first time. But they said that the the master said that truth has two poles, so something can seem they two two opposing views can both be correct, you know because have you you know they in the Bible you've heard the ancient of days have oh, you heard that mm-hmm. you've heard that referred to in the Bible we're told that that is the Senate Kumar who came from um Saturn is that right uh, he came from he,
2: he' was actually a Lord of Venus, but Venus. we think he might have come from Saturn but he's, he's he actually. He was living on Venus when he decided to come here. We don't know
0: yeah. where he was perhaps before, but it could have been Saturnian. So stick with me, James. It might get a bit weird here, but that because it's not accepted in the mainstream. But according to the teachings, we were first on Maldek, which is now the asteroid belt. So we destroyed that, the planet Maldek, which is if you go through the planets, the distance from the sun, there is a gap with the asteroids there. And so we had such bad karma. But we incarnated on Earth 18 million years ago, and this and we had to be we had to have vehicles of expression designed for us. So we had to have a god, a being a much more evolved than us. Not God, not as evolved as the sun, but the the Sanic Kumar, who came from from Venus, Lord of the Flame, and uh, he had his team help design these vehicles of expression. And we, we went through Lemurius and Atlantis, we went through these these uh, civilizations, and now we're in the present day. So there are beings like jesus and the buddha who are gods to us but you know because we're in a they're, but they're the maybe the wardens of the educational facility as a way to, to describe it
1: mm-hmm. yeah i think that's a lovely view um yeah um, right um i lost my train of thought i was gonna go somewhere but I hope you can do some. Sorry, I
0: stamped all over your train of thought. I do apologize.
1: No, you didn't. Uh, I'm just I'm just trying to reconnoiter now. Um, uh, yeah, I'll, I remember now. Uh, I was going to say the polarities idea. I mean, it's there in Taoism. And on some level, I suppose I see that Eastern religions is the yin religions and the Abrahamics is the yang religions you know, and that we need them both, and yet, on the other hand, uh, the Yang religions just, you know, there's just too much judgment and violence. While I still am a disciple of Christ, I don't have a problem at all with that, or or Mm -hmm. Martin Luther King, or countless Christian heroes, Martin Luther even, not a good guy, or Oliver Cromwell, as you may know, a villain to the Irish, yet a hero to my father, And that for me is what open source religion is about, is that I'll still always be secretly proud of the man who beheaded the king because he helped create this system of civil rights we've got today. It was violent and ugly. Mm -hmm. I don't applaud Cromwell as an individual, but on the other hand, he played a role, you know, that had good and bad in it. Mm -hmm. So it's... uh, it's really bizarre, you know, uh, how to, you know, your heroes become villains in time mm, and, mm. and vice versa sometimes.
0: Yeah, we take a lot from also the Theosophical Society came before the Aetheria Society because the uh, the Ascended Masters who balance the karma and, uh, you know, the the Bodhisattvas, they they communicated through Madame Blavatsky and they set up the, the Theosophical Society and then the Cosmic Masters have come in to help set up the Aetheria Society, so that's That's that kind of communications.
1: And and that's what struck me in reading the Aetherius Society. And I've been a big fan of Madame Blavatsky and even more Henry Steele Alcott, you may know her traveling partner. He was more the rational Protestant who converted to Buddhism. Um, And so I kind of have a certain identity, identify with him a bit because he can, a lot of the same reasons that I also shifted, just how can we have this, this angry God, uh, you know, respon- not responsible for evil, yet powerful enough to, to stop it. You know, the standard theodicy question is really what, what inhibits, I think, moral reasoning in the Abrahamic religions. It's always the challenge they face. If God is out there and all powerful and doesn't step into our world, you know, uh, to save it, then...
0: Then well, he's I mean,
1: allowing it to happen.
0: Well, it's uh, it's it's God manifesting as karma, isn't it? As the law of karma. So, the the cosmic masters and the ascending masters, they can only intervene a certain amount because they're balancing karma. They can't just you can't just if you if every time your kid falls over and you pick it, you if you walk around with him all day holding his hands, he's never going to learn to walk. So, this is this is a it's yeah. a benevolent God, and the the karma of the law of karma is. Uh, There's some flex in there, I think, but it has to be strong. Otherwise, we'd never learn anything.
1: I like that, the idea of karma as a teacher and the idea of consciousness as just something we're all part of, you know, universal consciousness. The planet is conscious. I I think we agree on all those things. Yeah. Um, But I mean, the the real problem I see in the world or the polarity is just between those who differentiate between the natural and then leads to destruction of our planet and then those who think more or less along the lines we're talking about where we're part of the planet and indeed immeasurable light buddha can't intervene you have to throw your consciousness towards it and it's Mm. pure consciousness realm Uh, but we're in this karma like you say you know Mm. uh, so, the, so that a- answers the theodicy question with the Asian religions for me. They they solve that for me the way you did.
0: Mm, mm, yeah, you that's know? pretty true. Yeah,
1: and uh, so the Abrahamics, I respect them. And Islam leads to social justice and freedom from slavery for many. You know. Even women's rights, contrary to most opinions, uh, Muhammad gave more rights to women than they had in America until the late 19th century: owning mm-hmm. property, getting a divorce, for it, just to start, getting an education. Um, so they all play their role, you know. It's that's what for me is the salad bowl of religion, and mm-hmm. sometimes I feel like the the Confucian lettuce with its rigid systems are helpful and i want learned and able administrators in my real world i live in and on the other hand the taoist dressing you know i want to relax and just forget about worry and there really is nothing to worry about you know i'm buddhism awakening my mind for christ forgiving myself and others those you know they've all got their gifts moses and muhammad the prophet's you know, it's just like in the Hindu greats, Shiva yeah. and Vishnu, uh, they're the most colorful and vivid, I think, of all of them. Yeah. My students all agree. You know, it's a real f- fruit, fruit bowl, isn't
0: it? It's a salad mix. You're picking the best bits of all, the, all around the world. Yeah. I think we all just should do that. I yeah, was yeah. told you can't do that. You've got to be faithful
1: to your tradition. I think that's just the way the clergy maintain, you know, their hmm. their power and structure with that ideology. Well, you got to stay Anglican because can not say that England's oh, Anglican. I heard that a
0: lot. I studied two years
1: there. I heard that a lot. Well, uh, I
0: think the problem is, you know, that all these religions were set up by very, very great men, great beings, but then people got involved, and you know, the Bible was rewritten in Constantinople. You know, reincarnation was taken out of the Bible. 400 AD and many other yeah. mistakes, and because to you know, to keep power and money, and uh, yeah, shit show.
1: I know, human greed, yeah, Gre- greed, hatred, and ignorance are the Buddhist three poisons, and they yeah. they work for me, I guess, as an explanation.
0: Yeah, I hear you there. Yeah, yeah. Mm. Well, if we're on agreement on everything, we might as well just hang up. And... <laughs> <laughs> I, well, I really like enough. I'd have to yeah. come in,
2: if I may. Um, again, it's it's banging the aetherius drum for me. Was the the fact that there was this um, tie up? So I'm told that I have to roll up my sleeves and I have to work at making things work. I can't just sit back and be in, in my own peaceful pod. But I'm also told that I have to divert myself by the way that we do it is sacred mantra, chanting of mantra, learning how to channel energy, keeping my concentration, keeping my focus, making sure my intent is pure. Making sure my, my thoughts are pure and, and the practical approach of, as I explained, bringing in the higher energies to um, transmute my lower energies. So I see that for, for me, the ethereal society just reconciles both of those sides. Yet you need to clear it up. You need to be respectful of higher intelligences than you. Because, hey, Deborah, you're not as bright as you think you are. Um, and I don't think I'm very bright, but 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 that's that whole thing. You've got to always have that humbleness to, to know that there is greater things than than this finite body can take on. And yet I'm told that I can go in and bring in these higher energies and that and that weaving of the the zigzag journey, the almost like the snake, the, the snake movement of you have to be that side, we've gone a bit too far. Oh, I have to come back. That so? Oh, I've over overstepped it. And you just you 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 build that whole um, that whole journey. And for me, uh, I haven't found that in any other teachings. So, uh, so I, I'm sticking with this
0: <laughs> until
2: I find something that's better. mean One of the I'm quotes I'm
0: of the masters. Isn't with, it? I'm
2: absolutely sticking with this because. It's the best I've come across, and I've been searching. A very well, I'm 64, and as I say, a, a child of um, four thought that Jehovah was like a bad man. So, um, <laughs> so well, there's that quote, isn't long, it? It's take me a long time to to get to this point, and I'm happy. Yes, Jack. Use well sure.
0: stand fast, no God is what the one yeah. of the messages like. it bold? Where, what was so that? Then? choose well, stand fast, know God. That's what the quote from one of the masters and, uh, the, Dr. King channeled the master of the Theory on, on British TV. And I think in the 1950s, and he was asked the question, you know, what you do to make the world a better place. And he said, just be the, if you're a Christian, be the best Christian you can be. If you're a, if you're a Hindu, be the best Hindu you can be, et cetera. And that was his message, the message from the cosmic masters. So.
1: Well, well, I always, uh, get the question from students hey powell what's the true religion you've studied them all and i said i have the answer it's the religion that makes you happy and then they don't want that they want me to give them some like well it's hinduism or something
0: no so i think deborah has found the true religion
1: but they were given
0: yeah they were given at different times to different people no i mean the message of the Buddha is a lot more complicated than the message of Jesus because he was giving it to simpler people, at a different time, less educated people. It's the it's horses for courses, though.
1: No? Yeah, um, but it's it's fascinating, you know. I think that that's that's really what I've done. That's where I remain an existentialist too, just like mm-hmm. my father. Not a not a Protestant one, but more of a Buddhist Protestant. You know, existentialist. but it's always, as you said, Deborah, it's the true religion for Deborah. and that's what we all need. That's where realizing that I have a worldview, you have a worldview. They're not right or wrong. They're different worldviews, different parts of the salad that we can transcend the differences. Mm-hmm. and realizing that Deborah's got the greatest religion on the planet for Deborah. And likewise, mm-hmm. For James, this pure Ooh. land happiness Buddhism makes me happy. And on the Atheist debate, Beast, I just say, well, what if I'm wrong? Then I will simply have to die a little happier than I would have otherwise. <laughs> they don't have an answer to that. Ooh. I'm not banking on some heaven, but I will die more happily because I choose to believe it. It's, Ooh. you know. I'm not certain about my, you know, rebirth in heaven, that kind of thing.
0: Well, Debra had an insight recently about how the forces of light must all work together. uh, We must all unite.
1: Yeah, I think that's happening, you know, and on artificial intelligence, you're speaking about aliens and Michio Kaku's kind of persuaded me that uh, they're likely artificial intelligence because they could travel through space and all these waves. Now I know that may
0: jive a, or conflict a bit. No, that's completely rubbish, aliens. James. That's just let's just break that down right now. Oh, hold on, we found a, a, a bone to. to because pay. you're thinking of you know the map. You're the map man. The map is flat, yeah. you know, but the map has many pages. It's a book. So, you know, you right here, you know, you don't have to travel from one galaxy to you know it's. It's layers of existence. So there's there's many realms. So you can flip between the realms, and uh, it's dark matter, no, and dark dark energy. It's it's in the same place. You know, it's just this, It's a lasagna.
1: Yeah. No, I I follow that, but was recently persuaded by an AI movie because I think I've seen all of them, where the AI they all become. It's called Her and Everyone has a computer-lover AI, but they even create an Alan Watts AI by feeding all his books into the AI, and it becomes Alan Watts. And the AIs all decide that this worlds they're beyond matter now. She says to him, I'm sorry, his name is <laughs> Alan. Your world its too coarse for me. We're all going somewhere else. So even in the world of matter, I think... Because the Buddhist view of consciousness is not tied to biology. It just is pervasive in the universe. So a thing can be conscious, like a, a statue. Oh, yeah, and it's all
0: consciousness. Yeah. You
1: know, and an AI, like, how does it know that I wanted those shorts? Like something's reading my mind on the YouTube, and it's selling me shorts. And it knows that I want them before I know that I want them. This is all I'm hinting at. Is well, there's that, an AI. There is
0: an AI uh, in, the, in the the teachings. Of, there is an AI in the teachings of the Theora Society. It was in the lower astral realms, an, an and alien android that was dormant for, yeah, millions of years, and then it activated and it could create thought forms, uh, forty miles in length.
2: Forty-nine square miles, we're told, and it was a, forty-nine square miles, um, and it showed. Well, it shows my ignorance. When I first read that, I thought, oh, only 49 square miles. <laughs> I, I know, I know, but then I've never been very good with noughts, You know, mm-hmm. five or five million is still five to me, but but the but the the the, the, the fact of what, what we're saying here and what James has said with AI, it brings me to that um, space opera called Battlestar Galactica, where the AI's actually are more compassionate mm. than their than the biological human counterparts, and that and that sort of that sort of twists your whole twist in my head around to get you know to to who, who's who's the good guy here, who's the good who's who's right that- and who's wrong. And actually, we come back to the the scrap that right and wrong. There just is there is, and it's all together, and it's to be balanced, and it's all energy, and yeah. But uh, yeah, we're told that uh, that everything is made of mind. So a stone has mind. It's not yeah, self conscious, right. but it has mind, um, and that and that makes sense to me. So we so everything's manipulated by mind. We're told that you know somebody that looks after their car because they love their car, their car runs better. Well, on a practical basis, of course it does, because you make sure it's got got oil and you make sure that the tyres are pumped up and all those things, you keep it polished and, you know, you care for it, so it's going to run better. But I think that there's something beyond that. It's almost like the car knows that you love it. I do honestly believe that the car will respond to love energy. I think everything responds to that higher frequency. And this is I, where my friend Walker Yeah, well, I agree
1: with that. Uh, I always like to tell my students, too, I can do a mind over matter experiment. Look at this finger. And now, ah, how did I do
0: that? Yeah, no mm-hmm. one can explain it. Yeah, you know. No scientists, yeah
1: still mind Mm -hmm. over matter. And Uh so in the car, you know, if you love your car, you'll also drive it more carefully and the whole world will be better. If you treat things as though they're, this is kind of a Shinto view that spirits are everything, you know, Mm and I, and that's kind of the original religion of humankind is shamanism or this tribal spirit religion. And I still think it's kind of the most profound at the deepest level is our basic one
0: with the ghosts here in
1: thailand you know and sun yeah.
0: worship as well the, the god in the bible is the sun the brahma of the hindu scripts is the sun
1: yeah right yeah it makes yeah.
0: sense spoke the word created the. yeah i've got a lot from the theory of society reading old ancient scriptures as well i mean the the star of bethlehem was a ufo you know you don't get many stars hovering over stables uh, I've never seen one, not even shooting stars. So,
1: Well, we might not agree on all the, the UFO side of things, but I think, Jack, that it's, it's super fun. It's like, for me, the Bodhisattva descriptions in the Pure Land are fabulous. Mm-hmm. So, you know, uh, those kind of things, I don't see a problem with that at all. Um, but as I say, you can say aliens, you can say angels, you can say advanced AI. No matter who it is, it's beyond this brain. And as long as you're well beyond this brain, um, non-human brain, yeah, then, all uh, true, probably. I'm gonna I'm gonna do a, a why to you, most likely, unless of course you're an evil AI or evil angel. Mm. But how do we know they act,
2: right? Judge by their actions is what we're told in the good Bible. Yeah. <laughs> that's... And that's some true, isn't it? Don't listen to what people say. Look to see what they're doing. And then you've got a fair idea then of, of... you get a measure of them then, can't you?
0: Yeah.
1: Yeah. Yeah.
0: Well, I have a good measure of you, James. You're teaching. Uh positive things to, to many people.
1: Well, you too. I appreciate your taking the time, you know, to address anyone who addresses these issues. is so neglected by so many, and it's really the only issues there are for me. I mean, I mean there. I've got to brush my teeth, etc. but beyond that, I, you
0: know, these are the big issues. And you have a YouTube channel where you deal with these issues. Is that right?
1: Uh, Yes, I started out as open-source Buddhism, but then I open-source worldviews, and my whole idea there is pick and choose and make your own salad. So if you don't like the Hindu peppers, then put in some more Confucian lettuce or Taoist dressing. (laughs) Want some Muslim croutons? Go for it, but a whole plate of croutons wouldn't be so good, or a bowl of Taoist dressing. So it's best to mix them up and find Ooh. the bits that you like. And I find something of from all of them. I've been in all of them. I can kind of say I believe all of them to different degrees. Ooh, yeah. 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 That's a great message. So, so good. Well, so it's such a pleasure to meet you all. And Real pleasure, both, yeah. And I get uh, familiar with uh, the Ethereum Society more directly here. And... Uh, And I wish you well
0: in your television mission. Thank you. And how could be so? Which is what is your YouTube address? We'll put it in the show notes. But maybe you could just direct people.
1: I think it's Open Source Buddhism YouTube or James K Powell. I should know this, shouldn't I? I've been doing it 14 years. Yeah, no, yeah, 16 years. I posted my first student documentary on YouTube. And that was, boy, that was experimental then, but now it's standard. Uh, but yeah, James Powell, religion, and anyone could find it. And I, just a lot of documentaries that I've made and students have made on every topic, really.
0: Mm-hmm. Oops. So. Wonderful. A real repository of knowledge. Hope you do one on the Ethereum Society one day. Okay.
1: Okay. That's... that's <laughs> Throw common. the
0: gauntlet down. <laughs> okay. Uh,
1: I'll put it on my list of to dos for sure. Yeah.
0: <laughs> working working your way through the, there's many religions out there, so yeah. So many. Yeah. Yeah. One for everyone. Lovely,
1: lovely to meet one of the nice ones. Yeah. And I appreciate that. What you're doing. Man, Thank you very guys. much.
0: Yeah. We're on the same same mission. Yeah.
2: That's you, James. Yes.
1: I think so. You too. Yes,
0: project. Pleasure to meet you. All right, James. Take care. bye.
2: Bye now. Bye. Bye
0: bye.